Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I've got a special guest today, Adam Silver. He's from Kitchen Sink WP and Concierge WP. He's a WordPress guy. He's a course builder guy. He's a community guy. He's a podcaster. We're going to get into all of that and kind of learn from Adam about his journey, what's working, what's not working. Um, and really, I wanted to bring Adam on the show because he is such a strong member of the WordPress community and he's great at building community, nurturing community, which is such an sometimes overlooked part of creating an online course or a membership site or some kind of tribe or, or getting involved in a tribe that already exists. It's not just about creating a, a product and launching it and not even thinking about the community piece at all or just focusing on building the email list. There's so much more to it than that. And that's one of the key things I wanted to discuss with Adam. But first, Adam, thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Hey, Chris. That's uh, wow. I'm, I feel like I have with all that description, I have split personalities. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get happy into to be, that. Happy to be. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. Um, for people who haven't heard about you yet, if somebody comes up to you at a party and they say, who are you and what'd you do? What's your, what's your elevator pitch or what's your story? These so days? I say, hi, I'm Adam Silver, but I'm not the Adam Silver from the NBA because that's the most famous Adam Silver. Uh, but I am a WordPress educator and trainer, and I run a small boutique agency here in Southern California. That's how I word it. That's it took awesome. me a while to figure that out, by the way. It's, uh, it, took me, it took me about nine months to figure those words. WordPress educator and trainer, and I run a small boutique web agency. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I totally I get that and appreciate that. When you do a lot of things and have a lot of interests and help people in a lot of different ways, it's really hard to come up with an elevator pitch or whatever. Yeah, and so. Otherwise, you know, I explain what I do. I do all these 10 things within that. At, and people's, people lose interest. And it's not personal, just like it's too much to take in. So if you keep it short and concise, then people want to know exactly what that means in the education training or the agency, then they can ask that question. And I can peel back the layer. That's you know? awesome. Well, let's, let's get into your story a little bit in terms of community. How did you get involved with WordPress? And tell us about that journey into doing what you do today, which is you help you put on a WordCamp, you have meetups, you go to conferences, WordPress conferences, events. I just saw you at Pressonomics in Arizona. Yep. Um, what was your story? Like, how'd you first find that community and how did you become such a, so involved with it? So I got involved with WordPress 2009, late 2009, early 2010. I, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly, but that's pretty much, uh, pretty sure that's right. Uh, I came into WordPress as a photographer. I was shooting uh, corporate trade show bellies, uh, babies and bellies. You know, I started babies and bellies as a photographer. Went to headshots and weddings, and then more corporate. Uh, and this was all based in Southern California. And then I moved to Colorado. Then I came back for a different job. So I kind of shut all that down to do some professional work for a company. And then I got laid off nine months later. Based on that, I needed to build a new website, and I built it in WordPress. I, I messed around with Joomla for about a week. <laughs> Uh, back in Colorado for a company I was doing some uh, tech work for. And then uh, when I came back to California, I got laid off. I found WordPress. Didn't know anything about the community. Had no idea. And um, built the site, launched a new photography website because the old photography website was in Flash. It's embarrassing to say, but it's the truth. It had the, the swoosh shoes, uh, those color lines going through, like the header. I bought it, I think, at Template Monster, you know. And, uh, and that was dead. That was old. So I found WordPress. And... Built it in nothing, no 
no business. The website's not the end all. It's just the piece of the puzzle for anything, right? And then as I was looking for more photography work, and I got some, uh, I met some other parents who were kids, and uh, they asked me for help. So I started helping people basic one, two, three page websites in WordPress. And this was 2010, no, two, probably 2011. Things were still clunky. I still didn't really know. Oh, I'm not a pure developer, not a pure designer, right? You know, I can implement things. And, uh, and then I reached out. I guess I heard more about WordPress in the community based on a podcast. Uh, my buddy Dustin has one. Dustin Hartzler. He's a good friend. And because I went to iTunes and I typed in WordPress podcast. And I found a couple. Some already gone and dead. And then his was most popular. Reached out. We became friends. I spent the night at his house. He lives in Ohio. Works for Automatic now. And then slowly but surely, um, I attended a, a WordCamp. And I'm like, oh, I want to be part of this group. And, you know, it's just a matter of just slow baby steps and building up, building friendships is really what it came down to and helping people. And it was amazing to me. It really was amazing, Chris, that I attended work camp Orange County 2011 or 12. And everybody was just really nice. You know, um, and it was shocking to me in a sense. I just didn't see it coming. And like, this is awesome. These are my people. So that's kind of the short version. And then the rest is history. I just put in the time and built friendships. I mean, and we, you and I met, I mean, who would have thunk it? We met two years ago at Cabo Press, right? So, um, and then here we are two years later, I'm on your show, <laughs> you know, right. and I've had one of your, you know, one of your old business partners was on my show. It just, it just takes, it's, it's a, it's an amazing community. So, uh, I've been a great proponent of it. And I started a meetup in Southern Cal, one of the meetups here. I led WordCamp LA last year and I'm the lead organizer this year as well. So that's the short version. Well, let's look at that a little bit in terms of the meetup. Um, For those of you that don't know, meetup.com is a website that just facilitates creating in-person gatherings around a particular topic. In the WordPress community, meetups are, um, they're a pretty popular way for people to get together on like a monthly basis or something like that. But what, did you start the meetup? So there are in Southern California about 10 in the general area. Uh, the one I used to go to was like downtown or what, or in the West side, and I lived down by the beach. It was kind of hard to get to. I got to, it wasn't a big deal. I had three young children, not that young anymore. So my wife was home almost like to go at night and do these things, but it got problematic as far as scheduling. So there wasn't one in my area. So I reached out to the other organizer, Natalie, I said, hey, do you mind if I start one like in my area? She didn't, she didn't care. I just didn't want to step on toes. So I started one. And that was three and a half years ago. We're up to about 350 people in, quote, meetup. 30 to 40 are active. Um, so it's just a matter of bringing people together, doing a presentation once a month, being consistent. You know, I remember trying to schedule it and asking the group, like, where, when do you want to have it? Where do you want to have it? And someone told me, Adam, it's your meetup. You pick what works for you. And people will show up or they won't. So ours, my meetup is a third Thursday of each month. Uh, I have it at a nonprofit building where my wife used to work. And, you know, and people show up and I feed people. So that's the key. <laughs> you know, we have a pretty good spread every, every meeting. Well, my meetup, ironically, is uh, the day we're recording this. It's tomorrow. But obviously this will be out way after the fact. But the third Thursday of the month. And um, we're doing burrito bar tomorrow night. That's awesome. So, so what, <clears throat> what do people get out, just in general, if somebody has a, course topic or learning platform topic and they're thinking about starting a local meetup which is a great idea to get out from behind the computer and engage with real people around the common interest what it that's like philosophically how it works and you're talking about like what you do to make it successful and and all that but like 
what do the people get? What do you get out of it as a leader? And what do you, what does the people get out of it? Like what are the main okay. benefits? So I think some people come to it with different reasons. And, and meetup is, so meetup's basic rules are to get, you have to meet in person. That's kind of like their mantra. You have to, if you want to go bird watching or do photography or go surfing, it's do something outside of your home or behind a computer. WordPress, and, and you can charge for meetups. A lot of groups do. They charge for events because sometimes it's extra costs. And it actually, the cost to even run the meetup, you know, it's 160 bucks a year. No big deal, technically. Um, I think people come in a meetup in the WordPress either needing help or wanting to give help or looking to hire somebody. So there's a couple different purposes. And some people are unaware. You can be surprised. I've, I've had people come to my meetup who have asked, uh, been very forward that they want to sponsor the meetup or they want to be on my podcast. Um, they're looking for a stage, they're looking for access to my audience. And my audience is the meetup that I run or my podcast listeners, right? And I'm very protective of that. And I want to, sh- I'm not going to shill and take your money or sponsors of money just because. I don't, that's not how I play this game. It's not a game, but that's not how I, how I run my life. I want to be authentic, I want to offer value in everything that I do. So I told people no many times. It won't take your sponsorship money unless you keep showing up, unless you help us, offer value, you know, contribute in some capacity. Uh, so I, I think people's intentions are varied. You know, my intention, my purpose is I like to share and teach and speak. <laughs> Simple. Right. And nobody was down here was going to do it. So oh, I, so it's me. You know. Very cool. That answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely does. Yeah, I encourage people if they haven't uh, attended a meetup or they're thinking about starting one, it's, it is a good idea. I'm actually in the process right now of starting a meetup in my area where I live on the coast of Maine. It's called Midcoast Maine. It's a WordPress meetup, but it's also for people specifically. I'm not just trying to do a WordPress meetup. It's also for education, educators and people who are trying to use technology and education and entrepreneurship and that kind of thing. So I'm trying to create a meetup that surrounds the, the, the issues that I'm really passionate about. So you could actually, people don't realize this, you could actually have, have three groups within the same payments, by the way. You can have Midcoast Maine and then have one for WordPress, one for educators, one for podcasting if you want you can break them up into three within the one payment so people don't realize that so i could do another one under my one payment oh that's um, good to know it's just it's a little yeah so people don't know this so um i keep thinking about doing one for podcasting in the area under my main meetup and under that brand so oh that's a great idea yeah this is fyi thank you <laughs> well let's talk a little bit about i'm bringing value <laughs> yeah let's talk a little bit about conferences and um you know you're a pro at getting out of the building which a lot of people struggle with um how do you decide, like I've met you at a WordPress mastermind event, a WordPress mm-hmm. business event. Um, my business partner, Thomas, is, is, works with you on a, on a WordPress um, a WordCamp event. Like how do you decide what to attend and lead? Like how do you choose? Because sometimes there, it can be, there's a lot of choices. So how do you decide? So for me, I'm in a unique position that, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I made the conscious decision that I would attend, uh, I'll keep the show clean, a handful of, of work camps, a bucket load, <laughs> we'll say that way. And purpose, and, and with the primary purpose of me to get it out, to, to meet more people, to network. I, was, I had a day job, you know, and I've been sharing this 
journey also on my other podcast, you know, Kitchen Sink, and I had a day job for three and a half years, and it provides it provided for us. It wasn't a great situation. I did social media marketing for a company. It was fine, but while I did that, I taught a class in person. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I spoke at camps and etc. And I did stuff, and I ran the meetups. And I really want to do more of that. I love. Like, I don't mind the social media, the job, but the, it was just a job. It wasn't really, and it wasn't just the job. It was the company I worked for. I wasn't really enthused with at the end of the day. So we picked camps that made sense to go to where if I could travel inexpensively enough, you know, out of pocket. You know, and I've talked to Chris Lum about this because he was on my show way back. Um, and I, there, cause there's, sometimes there's people discussing like, oh, there's that WordPress circuit. There's a speaker circuit. Well, yeah, there is a speaker circuit in any industry for one. But for yeah. two, in the WordPress space, we're all out of pocket. No one's getting paid to speak. So, <laughs> no, and I remember looking at Chris that way, way back. I mean, I, never really, I didn't really give it much over thought. I just overheard someone talking about it in line at a conference. Like, oh, Chris is here, and yeah, he's in the circuit you know, with other people. And I'm like thinking to myself. So I asked him about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I speak. I go around. But we're all out of pocket. We all pay our own way. And so I picked things I could, you know, I would apply to speak. If I got accepted based on the camp, I would fly out and put myself up or I'd stay with community members. That's also the greatest thing about WordPress community. You meet friends. You, I've traveled with people that I've met in person at a WordCamp. Uh, I went to Cabo, uh, not Cabo, I went to uh, Costa Rica last year with my friend Kyle Maurer and met him at WordCamp Dayton because he listens to my podcast. Who, you know, and so him, his, I talked to him every day. We have a podcast together now. We traveled together last year to Costa Rica with his wife and my wife and my, my family. You know, So I picked the camps just that I want to go to anyways. I want to speak at. Um, it was a conscious decision to kind of brand me a little bit more as a subject matter expert, I guess, was my purpose. But with the long play, I'm not looking to make a quick buck. I'm looking to help community. And at the end of the day, if someone wants to hire me, great. That's awesome. You know, well, well, let's talk about the power of... Yeah, I was going to say, this, but I was fortunate that I had a day job. A lot of people, it's, it's hard to balance. I had a day job and I had support of my wife. So, Yeah, those, that's huge. That's huge. Well, let's talk, about, huge. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the power of podcasting. Um, yeah. I know you from Kitchen Sink WP and then uh, your new one with Kyle. Um, the new one's called Get, Get Options Podcast. Good options. So you're a prolific podcast creator. I, I was also aware because I've been around the WordPress for a while. And as a um, somebody who lives in the country or more remote, not in urban areas, I rely a lot on podcasts to you know increase my knowledge in certain areas, WordPress being one of them. So Dustin's podcast a long mm -hmm. time ago, I used to listen to about WordPress, which was great. Matt Report. Um, mm -hmm. uh, all the, There's a lot of great WordPress podcasts out there. Uh, but what what are your what's your podcast portfolio now? Uh, so the two shows I, I have yeah. are Kitchen Sink WP, which I'm up to episode one sixty nine. Every Monday comes out. I have not missed a Monday yet. And Get Options podcast, where episode fifteen also comes out on Mondays. But we've missed a two week uh, stint because Kyle took a job and he had to go do some traveling. And so you know, uh, Kyle works for uh, Pippin Williamson now. So. But so we do a weekly show there too. And I have on my board behind me, nobody can see it, but in our call here, I have ideas for three other shows. None of them are WordPress related. One's business focused and one is just more, just um, uh, kind of a motivational focus, just some other interests. So that's awesome. Well, uh, why? Yeah. We're going to get into your course that you're building mm -hmm. right now and your training pr project. But um, why 
what do you get out of podcasting? I'm sure it has some similar community building benefits um, and it allows you to connect and make new friends. And, but what, what are, why do you do it? I find it easier to speak than I do to write, you know, 800 words weekly. So I tell people all the time, you know, do what you, what makes the most sense for you. If you want to blog, then blog. If you want to make a video, do a video. If you want to podcast, do a podcast. And I've spoken about this at length at uh, other conferences recently in this past six, eight months, the secret to success, consistency. What are we going to do? Do it and be consistent. I've missed categorized my, my, uh, the category in, in WordPress for the podcast has to be picked up by the feed and iTunes. The, you know, the RC. I missed it twice in 169 episodes and I've heard about it because people become accustomed to getting your show at a certain date and time, right? Whether they listen to it later, but some people run to my show. Some people do dishes, drive traffic, who knows, but I've missed checkbox, the podcast category. And I get a tweet or a text. Hey, where's the show? So it's uh, the consistency is key. So I really enjoy doing it. Uh, and right when I think no one's listening, uh, I've got an email from somebody. Uh, which is really flattering. Uh, I have some people listening in Sri Lanka, Dubai, and um, I just got another one not too long ago. Was it Norway? I think it was Norway. So it's out of the blue, like, hey, we'd like your show. We're in Norway. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> you know, That's awesome. That's really cool. It's very cool. And if people want to, can you say the names of them again and where people can find them? Yeah, so if you go to kitchensinkwp.com forward slash iTunes, you'll get to it. And if you go to Get Options Podcast, forward slash iTunes. You can also get there. You can also listen to it on the main website as well. Uh, and the get options show just where people can know it's, um, it's a little bit irreverent. It's a, uh, it's a lighter side. It's a Q and a show. People send in questions or voicemails and we answer them. We give options, some good, some not so good. <laughs> and you know, we try to have fun with the show. We don't take it too seriously, but we do actually, it's not good. We do take it seriously, but the first round of options may not be the best to choose from. Uh, and we base it off of an old radio show called, uh, the car, uh, click and clack, the car guys, car talk, um, where people call up and say, Hey, my 1979 Toyota Tercel makes a weird noise when I turn left. What do I do? And one of the brothers would say, don't turn left, <laughs> you know? So that guy, we, we have fun that way and get options is a uh, query in the database. Get option. So that's, so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just want to say that I think podcasting that in general, the ship has not sailed. Um, oh, not at all. Uh, we may be technologists here and early adopters of podcasting as a medium. When we're driving around in our car or exercising or doing the dishes or whatever, we may have our earbuds plugged in listening. But I'm envisioning a time in the future where podcasts are going to be even more accessible inside cars. Maybe they already are in certain ways, but people are going to start adopting it more. And yeah. when you go around, you want to like listen to exactly what you want to listen to, not like yeah. pop the pop right. charts of like I information. To, I, li I literally listen to about 30 hours a week of podcasts ranging from uh, one other, one or two other. Like, I listen to Dustin's show still. He's a good friend. Uh, and we all, and we, and Dustin actually is the one who, you know, challenged me to do one. I want to do my own podcast. He's like, do it. And for about four months, he's like, is it done? Is it done? I'm like, no. And we have the same topics in essence. We, we're going to overlap to some extent. We have the same similar style, different format of the show. But, uh, you know, just because I, you know, some, not everybody's going to like his voice or his take on things or mine. It's also hard to podcast about a technical topic. So my show is short. His used to be a lot longer. He shortened it up also. I think he realized I was right. <laughs> you know, um, my show is about 15 minutes or less unless I interview somebody. But, I, you know, I share tip and tool of the week. I have a format to my show, you know. So 
it's pretty basic. Um, but I, I think podcasting is still here to stay and growing you know, by far. Uh, That's awesome. Still a great, a great medium. It's, it's, um, it's, it can be very niche. You know, and the fact is I have a pretty good following now, you know, in my niche, in the niche of WordPress, you know, I, I average decent numbers of downloads, but you know, you know how many, how many downloads do you have? Do you know on your show, this, on this show? I honestly, I have, a, I have a complete fail on analytics. I've never even looked at them. <laughs> so but I, I, get, I hear people I look, all the time I keep, I, who say like, Hey, I, uh, I've been listening to your podcast or I saw you on YouTube. Like I know it's, it works as a way to reach people and connect. I just don't, I haven't yeah. gotten into the analytics of it. I should. Yeah. And, and I'm going to be on the sponsors. So I do know my average downloads per week um, and it's own steady growth. And, I, and that's the thing. Nothing has zoomed me straight up and that's fine. It's been slow and steady. And I always tell people here, here's how I, work. I express a podcast to people. They say, hey, should I do a podcast? I'm like, are you, do you want to speak every week? Do you like to talk to people, you know, in a sense that are out there? Yes. And I say, what you need to do is you need to pick a topic that you could, uh, if, if your subject, you come up with 26 ideas, then it may not be the right. And they go, why 26? I go, that's every other week yeah. for a year. Instead of saying do 52, but 26, you know, or even 25, they take two weeks off if you really want. Like, okay. But write out, so if, you, if your topic is um, gems, can you come up with 26 things within gemstones to talk about? You know, uh, if they can't, then it might, you need to have passion behind it. I am surprised on a weekly basis that I've done 169 episodes, <laughs> you know, every week I'm like, well, I'm talking about something. I, I have a, a ideas all the time, but I want to speak intelligently about them and not just, you know, be too surfacey. And not all my shows, I'm honest. Uh, I've been happy with, I've only scrubbed, started over like four times in the, in the three years that I've been at it. Uh, where I'm like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> I mean, let me rewrite that. Let me just figure something out. Reword all that. But other than that, I just let it go. Because it's not the end all. A, it's, it's a podcast. B, uh, it's part of the bigger picture of helping the community and, you know, and driving traffic and getting people interested in what I do. So, you know, but yeah, my long play is I still do it because I love doing it. So That's awesome. Well, let's transition into talking yeah. a little bit about your course your, that yes. you've launched. What is it? What's it called? So my current course is called WordPress Essentials. It used to be called something else, but I had to stop because of a cease and desist. <laughs> okay. And I used to, I used to, um, I used to teach in person for about four years. I taught it in uh, at a five week session at the the adult school locally, and I loved it, really did. But when I went solo on my own, I was paid hourly as a district employee, technically as a teacher, you know, as an adult school teacher. Uh, and it was great. I really liked it. It was extra money in the sense of because I had that day job. So it really didn't matter, you know. And I gave a lot. You know, all the students got a subdomain to work in, like in a sandbox. Uh, and then they would take the class. You couldn't hire me in those five weeks. But then they would eventually come around, join my meetup, and then come around maybe out of, let's say, 15 students, I might get a client or two for some hourly work or for a small project. It was great. You know, and it put me in, in the community. Again, another way to be in front of people. And I really like teaching the basics of WordPress, WordPress Essentials. Uh, when I left the day job, I decided to not teach at the adult school and do it on my own. And to do it in person still, charge more. So, because I had to rent a space, you know, and I, you know, I had to do all that, all my own marketing. And it didn't go so well. Uh, I did, I tried to do two or three sessions. Uh, originally, the class was like 84 bucks to the adult school, I was going to charge 249, which is still a pretty good deal in my opinion. 
And then I, you know, when I had three people signed up, it's not enough to pay for the rent of the space. So I did it. I waited a few months, did it again at 199, still not enough. And I did it one more time, two or three people. So I had to refund people. I lost money on all three tries because I had to, the refund PayPal kept, they kind of messed it up. So I, I lost probably 50 bucks on all that. And then I decided to transition it and make it online as a webinar, live webinar class. And it's doing better. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. Why? Yeah. Why not create a WordPress Essentials video course? Why do the webinar, like the live option? Okay, so I'll tell you why. Because my friend Corey over at A2 Hosting, um, he and I, we talk all the time, and he's really smart, and he's in marketing. And sometimes you just don't, it's almost like a married couple. I wasn't hearing what he was saying. I was thinking what you were thinking as far as um, put together a video, make it dripped out, or a four-week start and stop. And it just, what's the, way, what's the best way to go? How much do I charge that? the indecision was killing me as well. So Corey kept saying, just do it online, do it online. I'm like, okay, and I have to go make the videos, record them, edit them, you know, install it. And I've used Lifter, and I mean, I've tested it a few times. I've done review on my show a couple times, as well as some other competitors. And then I'm like, which platform do I use? Because I'm friends with everybody who makes these platforms, and I'm still torn, <laughs> to tell you the truth. It's kind of funny. Um, so Corey was saying, I just wasn't hearing it. He's like, no, no, take what you have, don't look at the videos right now. You have people who want your class. Take it, make it shorter, make it three weeks, drop the price to, to $99 and do it as a live webinar. I'm like, oh, like do it live. And I didn't even think about that. I'm like, okay. So I created a quick splash page, did it, and I had, you know, five signups within the first day. Uh, so there was something there. Yeah. And because I bought into Webinar Ninja like a year ago through a special, I got it for 50 bucks a lifetime. So now it's like 45 a month. So I was like, okay, figured it out. Got students. I had, I did a first run uh, three weeks ago, four weeks ago coming up. Uh, so I had 10 students. It was great. There are problems, in my opinion, with it, um, doing it this way. It's great because it's live. People pay for it. You get the recordings versus in my class, you didn't get a recording. If you missed a class, you missed a class. Here, if you miss it, if you leave early, you still get the recording. The problem is the feedback loop. I really like this. You and I right now can see each other and yeah. hear each other. And in person, you have that dynamic in a classroom setting. People have questions. Uh, in the Webinar Ninja way, there's a chat room. I can see the chat window, but I can't hear you. So you know, I'm not sure. It's a different, I can't sense certain things. Uh, so there's that aspect on the feedback loop, which I don't like, but it is what it is. And then down the line, I'm still launching and I still have to acquire new students every, so, every time I want to do this. And if you can't take a class online when I offer it, I lose a sale, right? So I will probably transition this a bit to doing a standardized course video set, you know, using an LMS. Um, so it might be cheaper. You just take it. You get the videos. You're on your own. If you want access to me and or the subdomain and some more one-on-one or a group call every week then it costs more i'll do different tiers <clears throat> that kind of thing so well let me ask you how many yes. for the 99 dollars three-week course how many webinars is it and how long are they oh so it's three webinars okay. so it's three lives uh, on wednesdays 10 a.m pacific to noon uh two hours up to two hours and that's the two hours is twofold one that's really all people can really take <laughs> you know yeah in my opinion uh, and two, it's also the limitation of uh, Webinar Ninja. <laughs> so it worked out really well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what's the learning objective? Like in your three-week WordPress Essentials course, what are they, what are they trying? What, what's the benchmark of success? I think 
having a really comfort uh, a comfort level with the, the back end of WordPress, the dashboard, all the settings, how to add a post, a page, a theme, a plugin, uh, make some customizations, nothing with code, no CSS, um, no PHP, no, none of that whatsoever. It's really essential. It's basics. And I also do a, a ton of best practices, uh, linking to other things, video uh, concepts, you know, like not installing, not uploading videos to your actual shared hosting, using the services that do that. So I go over that breadth of, you know, here's what I've learned in the, uh, I've been doing this, even though hosts say it's unlimited bandwidth, it's really not, <laughs> you know, you put up a video that gets a lot of plays, they're going to shut you down because that's not what they want on shared hosting. So I go over a lot of best practices, a lot of, um, how else do I want to word it? Just information things and, where, and resources as well. Where to find things, the difference between um, premium, freemium model as well. So, and then as question, and the e-commerce comes up all the time. People say, hey, you're going to teach a, a second version of this or an advanced course. But once you say advanced, it means 10 things to 10 different people. 10 different things, you know what I mean, to 10 different people. Because what's advanced to you might be theme development or plugin development or e-commerce or a gallery. It just depends, right? Or social media. Or analytics so so the most popular is really uh, e-commerce and I'm planning on doing an e-commerce course but again I'm thinking about doing a low cost of entry in person um, three hours WooCommerce course uh, and then maybe convert that to an online as well I don't know it's tough I'm, I'm torn I'm not sure you tell me what's better to go how should I go about this Chris well <laughs> I'm still in the information gathering phase yeah, uh, but I want to say that um, I really commend you on what you're doing because what I would call that in the world we operate in with the um, you know launching an online course business, one of the things we recommend is <clears throat> to pilot a course, and you're doing textbook piloting, you're doing right. it in person, you're you're trying to validate, you're doing it live with this robust. Well, it, it, you don't have a great feedback loop, which we'll talk about in a second because the limitations of Webinar Ninja and um, just the just the format there, um, but you're doing that, and really, when you do that, then you figure out and you get all those questions back and forth, like what people actually want, what's really working well, right. what's not working well, what's missing, and then when it, then you really earn the right in some ways to make a not earn the right, but but confidently launch a more passive course right. with. Uh, the confidence that you know it has what it needs to give people that learning outcome. And you can still, like, even before you go, like, fully passive, and maybe you never will, and that's great. Um, you can still have a passive course with, like, a weekly Ask Me Anything office hour right. thing, and then uh, you still have that feedback loop. And you can charge more for your course because you have that personalized um, medium available. Right. And uh, yeah. just... just Go ahead. I, mean, I, could always, I could take it away from Webinar Ninja. I could put it here on Zoom. And then there's that feedback loop. I could share my screen. There's other services. It's just that what I'm using works because of the registration format. Because you, because that Ninja has automatic reminders of, hey, this is coming up. Those little things are there. They're in place. You know, like anything else, there's no perfect solution. They're just, you know, what works for you right now. And I, I know of a guy who charges a, for a lot of money for a class, like $2,000 for podcasting. Uh, does really well, but his is a four week class and it starts and stops. And a lot of people, they start the class and they stop it on purpose. So they take, they open roll, they close roll and then it starts. And you can ask any questions you want in that four weeks. Anyway, everyone's along the same, the same ride. Now, whether or not they hit their show on, off, on, on the air, whether or not you get your site 
launched, you can only do so much, but that way you need to make changes for the next round, you can, because WordPress changes. You know, we're at 4.75, came out yesterday, but at the time, you know, who knows, maybe something changes in 4.8 that we need to update the videos for. And to have a passive video, to me, the issue is, you know, what if something's totally different um, or wrong, I have to go fix it, I don't know. It just, it's, it's a personal thing that I probably need to get over <laughs> to some extent. And then also the questions you don't want. I mean, you're right. If it's if it's lower cost and passive, and here's all the content, you're on your own. Great. If you want more help and guided help, or a subdomain and a sandbox to test it, that costs more because I have to set that up. You know, so there's pros and cons to all of it, right? So absolutely, and yeah. I think that shows a lot of um, uh, just just keen thought into what's going on, like in how WordPress changes. Like for example, uh, about four years ago, maybe longer, I created my first WordPress course. I put it on Udemy. I never updated it. And recently, Udemy actually took it down. Uh, I'm not sure why. It might have been because it was outdated or something. There's a lot of issues going on with Udemy. But like, I didn't keep it updated. I moved on to other things, and a lot of people like got a lot of value. I got up to like 10,000 people in that course. Wow. But um, I didn't make that commitment to stay with well, it. And the software right. like WordPress, I mean, the interface looks different. It's changed so much. It's not... I mean, it was a good piece of content at the time but it's kind of run its shelf life and i think right. that the uh i like to invert or take the opposite approach sometimes on the passive income uh make something that's evergreen make money while you sleep concept uh that you know doing i'm, I'm not i'm actually not a big fan of lifetime access because right you know i like the cohort approach and, and to travel with a group of students and build a learning community that's like everybody's at the same place. That's a really cool way to approach it. And really well, here's valuable. the question though, for, yeah. for, for yourself and for people listening, how do you balance the fact that, look, I have to launch every, I'm launching every three weeks a new session versus, and that's a hard way to show consistent income. It's gonna vary, because I don't know. You know. I'm not at a point yet where, yes, I have a following, yes, it's growing. Like this next set of classes, the students I have, I don't know anybody in this next set. The first set, I knew almost everybody, it was weird. Some people took the class again. They wanted a refresher. Some people were referrals based on the meetups in the community. They were supporting me, which is great. This next set of 15 students right now, I don't know any of them, which is pretty cool. You know, yeah. some are far. Someone's, I think one back in, I think they, Rhode Island. I think they signed up this morning. I think it was Rhode Island. Um, but I'm almost tempted on having an offering of a membership site because a membership site is value as well. As long as you're adding content and you know, add, answering questions or making a forum, then people are paying 10, 15, 20 bucks a month, right? And you know what that value is. Every month you can see it. And you can have some, some churn and some attrition, right? But I, that concept idea from a business perspective better, but from a perspective of, I guess it goes back now, we, we, we didn't even touch on that whole imposter syndrome. Like, well, people are paid to be in my membership course. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they will. I mean, they already are. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I mean, to me, $99 with direct access live calls actually sounds a little, little um, on the cheaper side. Yeah. But um, uh, like pricing is a big thing. So if you want to get into a recurring monthly revenue, which you definitely want as an entrepreneur um, and, a, and a person who has bills to pay, um, you, you can do that, but you have to record, you have to provide recurring value. So, right. Right. You, but having a, like, I, I love positioning things where, okay, here's the lower end offer, here's the higher end offer, and here's, you know, so that you can meet the market wherever they are. Right. So for like somebody who 
just wants to dip their toes in the water, maybe the membership is a good idea, but they don't get any live access. Or maybe that's a place where past people who went through the webinar series um, could just keep as long as it was useful to stay up to speed and stay current and reference like, oh, let me go back to that lesson about this. Or maybe Adam's updated the video on this because the, the user screen looks different or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you it's do it all. Fun. I mean, you, you have a podcast, you have a community, you have concierge WP where you provide service and mm-hmm. then you have education. So as long as you're surrounding your, your, um, the same customer, just at different stages or kind of the same right. community, there's no reason not to have all these different offers and figure figure out what works. Right. And I, and I'm pretty, I made the decision, I think it was nine months ago. No, not quite about seven months ago, about a month or two after I left the day job on the branding of how, what I was doing. Because if I was talking to somebody at a conference, I had a business card with me for kitchen sink, but they were asking me about maintenance and updates and or development. I'd give them a kitchen sink card. I go, but email me here. It's, it's confusing. And yeah. my parent company name was silver lining productions. That's my old DBA, my LLC. It was very, you know, so I made the conscious decision to say, okay, these are the two brands. This is how I divvy it up. Some of my billing make, come from an SLP account because of my taxes and stuff and clients don't care about that. That's fine. You know, he's like, I use fresh books. It's not a big deal. Um, but now I'm very, I'm very clear that concierge WP is development maintenance, that type of work for money. Nothing, technically nothing is there in a way at the moment, you know, no blog even actually that site's going to get updated as well. It's missing some information. Kitchen sink is all about community education. And I do, and I teach a class under that brand well, classes will be under that brand for money. So, yeah, you know, but you're right. It's a matter of having, I like to be involved in all three of those things, you know, the podcast and then the podcast helps spread the word as well. I could see the podcast in about it could go under the brand of concierge. It could become, I could change, but at this point, why, <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Uh, well, you can also like in terms of monthly revenue, you can yeah. um, systematize your marketing so that if you knew, right. even though it's cohort based and like, it's not feast or famine up, oh, got to go round up like, nine, 10, 15 new students, maybe you can figure out uh, some kind of advertising model, whether that's content-based or paid or whatever that works for you that's really dependable so that you, you can kind of yeah. confidently know next month I'm gonna, there's gonna be another crew and it's gonna be okay. Or maybe you work on the issue of like, well, how do I scale it up so that I can still provide the same level of service to like 50 students at a time? You know, focus on right. different ways. That's an issue on the, like on the webinar ninja stuff. I can have up to a hundred in the class, but I wouldn't be able to handle a hundred students with Q and a, there's no way. I think 2025 would be the cap. I mean, right now it's open. If I had 50, I mean, if I had that many, I would probably just have a second session. <laughs> you know, I like get, I would just do, I don't know. I'd figure it out. Or like, you could hire them to have. Yeah. Or you could yeah, hire, have like, monitor, monitor the room, the chat, and obviously say, look, I can't answer everyone's question. We'll get back to you. And I put it because every class gets its own class website. And every student gets their own sites on the class website would go, you know, all the Q and A would go there. I would just take the next day and do that. And it'd be great. I have no problem doing that. Uh, so I'm not limited how many students I take at the moment because I'm not, a, I don't have that bridge to cross just yet. So I wish. Yeah. Well, one <laughs> of the other things, yeah, I, I don't, one of the other I things I just want to acknowledge right. about, about your platform is the extreme focus on the beginner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of us get into this like techno babble, like we get like too far away from the beginner and you're talking about, you're not talking about becoming a programmer or developer or a 
high-end graphic designer. You're talking about a WordPress, WordPress implementer, which is to this day all that I am. I, have, yeah. I make a WordPress software product. I have developers on my team. I have designers on my team. But at the end of the day, my relationship with WordPress is as an implementer. So I'm a lot more like the users of my product than right. um, people who build the product or whatever, which allows us to kind of, it helps stay in touch with the needs of the regular WordPress implementer, which you can still do a lot, a, a, an incredible amount with. These days, a lot more can be done with just that knowledge. I have a friend of mine, uh, Serena. She is a fan. She, I don't know. I met her through WordCamp LA or the meetup. And she tries to pitch me all over town to General Assembly, to different places to teach and speak. And I told her one day, I said, you know, Serena, I'm not the best developer or designer. She goes, oh, no, I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> She's, I go, you know, she says, oh, no, there are better designers and better developers. You're a really good teacher. And you can break down those, both those concepts to what people understand. And you're funny. <laughs> so I'm like, thanks. So and I have that shtick. You know that, and um, but I do a pretty good job at that. That's my thing. I like helping the people that are starting out, and I get it because I think if you're a pure developer, you might be just too smart for the room. If you're a pure, design, pure designer, you might be too ethereal, too much based on white space versus dark space versus fonts and, and layout. And again, people need a solution. They need to know the basics of WordPress. And yes, there's tons of videos out there on YouTube, on Udemy, and for, and for free. But people keep coming to me because I've done most of that research already, I guess. And I keep doing it. I like doing it. So they want to, some people still want that shortcut. And that shortcut is finding a resource, right? And if they're paying $99, you know, early, like when I do early registration, it's 79 But for 100 bucks to get three weeks worth of content, it's six hours of content, you know, it's, it's still a pretty good deal. So that's the thing. You know, people don't want to, they don't know who to trust. They don't know who to go to. Yeah. And that, I just want to highlight that. Uh, point and it's not just in the technology space you could be in the health and fitness space you could be doing cooking you could be doing right. cooking courses or weightlifting or train for your first marathon or you could do language learning all kinds of courses nothing frustrates a beginner like not having uh, somebody who's funny uh, who's not too <laughs> ethereal and not too advanced that they can't relate uh, trying to teach them the material. So I just want to right. highlight that point and, and just acknowledge that, like how powerful that is. And oftentimes, from an economic standpoint, the beginner's market in a lot of niches is quite massive. So, um, you know, once right. you figure, figure it out. And, and there's plenty of space for other people to do the same thing. I mean, that's why you have the old joke is you have gas stations on four corners yeah. because people are going different directions, people <laughs> different places of learning. So just because I have a show about podcasts, Dustin has a show. When, so much of it's been around for three years. Dustin's like six on, on the podcasting aspect and education and whatnot. There used to be three or four more. Those are gone. Seven more have replaced those now. So now there's a whole bunch of WordPress shows. Okay, that's great because we all have different voices, different takes on things, right? Um, and then goes with learning and same thing goes with styles and, uh, and, and location of the content. Like who, you know, how, how are you implementing it? And, and just the experience of doing it. So my experience is this, and now I do this, and I've changed my opinion on X or Y. You know, I used to be a firm believer of a certain theme. I am no longer using that theme. I actually, I, I changed. I never saw the change coming. I did not see it happening, but that company went under kind of, you know, so I changed with the times and I'm honest about it. That's the thing also. I am not out to say, take my class and learn how to make a million dollars using WordPress. Nope, not, not my fault. I'm here, take my class or join my meetup, learn what you need, when you need to know it. So it's at time learning and uh, ask questions, you know, and if I can help, great. I'm probably the least, I, 
I, I'm my, uh, how do I word it? I'm not the best at selling my own self, I guess, you know, I don't know. That makes sense. <laughs> well, the yeah. best, uh, the best selling is just a, a great experience, right. a great product, right. people who get results after taking your product. Right. That's, that's, yeah. that's the best form of selling. So exactly. Well, Adam, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and honor sure. you for all that you've done for the WordPress community and all that, and just all that you're up to. And thank you for sharing your personal story with us. If, My pe- if people want to find you, what are the best places to go again? Uh, kitchensinkwp.com is one place, and that's where I share weekly, the weekly podcast. And the other place will always be Twitter. Uh, I have a Kitchen Sink account there as well, kitchensinkwp on Twitter, or Hey Adam Silver. I, I'm a big fan of Twitter. Face, I'm on Facebook, but Twitter is easier to get a hold of me there. So, awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, we'll have to do me. one in, in another year or something and see how the the teaching has evolved and uh, do it again. So, thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris.